night. Good night. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your existential dread, because it's time for Groundhog Month, the philosophically-minded podcast exploring the cyclic nature of time and human mortality through repeated viewings of a Bill Murray movie. I am Bradford Sonnenberg, and uh, joining me here, actually awake this time, instead of uh, skipping out on the eternal pact and vow that he made to appear on this show. Hey, 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 that's... A very unfair characterization. I do not appreciate that. I've That's pretty much exactly what happened. I got back okay. to record. You see the problem is, never is the time difference. You... The time difference is it's very late for me whenever it's it was literally not nine late for you. Before, it, it was sure. actually ten. On when, a weekend. Yes, but I I had school all week. I was getting like seven and a not half on hours. A weekend. Night. I was getting seven and a half hours of sleep per night because I had to juggle school and watching Groundhog Day every day and recording the podcast every day and trying oh, to get so Hey, you don't even actually go to school, so you can I not still talk. go to school. I just Yeah, but you don't either. have to actually be somewhere for like seven hours a day. Yeah, well, you have 14 hours a day as previously calculated. So Seven of that goes to school, and all the rest of your time goes to Bill Murray. That feels like a pretty fair split of your time. While I do agree it's a fair split, I still need at least, like, <laughs> eight hours of sleep, ideally. Well, yeah, but Nine? you're not taking that out of the 14 hours. The 14 hours is factoring in 10 hours of sleep, actually. So then so, that's only four hours of... Well, okay, but what about time for doing homework? You can do that at school, moron. Okay, but what about like bathroom breaks? Okay, well, I what I'm suggesting is that maybe you should think about maybe getting a TV installed in the bathroom so that while you're while you're in there, just kind of uh, taking taking a taking a uh, a load off, um, you can just watch Groundhog Day at the same time. Kind of have it propped up on the TV there. That's not so, a like, bad you idea. You can kind of be like. Get it out as nothing, like nothing would <laughs> make me your have to play. go to the bathroom more than <laughs> watching Groundhog Day. Can you imagine? <laughs> just just sitting there. Imagine it would become like Pavlov's bell after a while, and every time I watch Groundhog Day, I would just <laughs> automatically go yeah wherever I was. Or maybe it would be the other way around. Whenever I have to go to the bathroom, I just immediately start playing Groundhog Day. You can't you can't go to the bathroom unless Groundhog, <laughs> Groundhog Day, Day is playing. playing. <laughs> Whenever you don't have, eventually you like don't have internet for a week and you just die because you can't my, play ground. My organs day. explode. <laughs> hey man, uh, what do you give this watch of um, Groundhog Day? I think I think it's gonna rest at like a solid four or five from four or five. Yeah, honestly, I really didn't have a good time yesterday watching it, even though we didn't even record an episode yesterday. So I did. I was all for nothing really, but it sucked. Yeah. But today was a little better, um, and I'm gonna put it also in a four. I like I like the way where your head's at. I will say, uh, the main thing that stuck out to me because I don't often notice new things, 
in the hospital when he goes there to deposit the head guy in the background you can actually see that kid that falls out of the tree oh um, really and so you can kind of survey his injury he looks super he doesn't die but he looks super banged up he looks like he's got at least a couple broken limbs and possibly see, i think he might be wearing a collar the it's level to tell. but you can see him in the hospital the attention to detail they put into that, I think that's something that I really appreciate with a well-done like time travel. Because in a way, this is kind of like a time travel movie. And when you're going with kind of this, it all like with... I don't know if you've seen Tenet. Yet. I haven't gotten a chance yet. Okay, so I don't want to spoil it for you. But the way that... I don't even know if I can say anything at all with it spoiling. But basically, with Groundhog Day, I appreciate the way that they handle the consistency of the timeline considering it's the same timeline every time well, just like because you know, Bill Murray doesn't really have an effect on it didn't you know that this movie was not actually directed by Harold Ramis but Christopher Nolan in a Harold Ramis skin suit <laughs> yeah, in a costume yeah can you imagine if this movie was directed by Christopher Nolan I oh, think man. that would be amazing I mean that would explain why it's so well done <laughs> It would. It's, it, it does kind of have the markings of a Christopher Nolan movie. It's kind of got that weird concept thriller yeah. thing, but it's not shot anything like a Christopher Nolan movie would be. No, no. But for sure. I know I, I do find my... Uh, the shot that I always find myself really appreciating is just kind of instilling that sense of dread is the shot of the, of the alarm clock, and it's like mm-hmm. massive, and it's turning to six o'clock. I thought that was really well done. Anyways, enough beating around the bush. Let's get to what we're here for. This is our official... Uh, we're like 10 episodes in, so I think we should do one of these every 10 episodes, you know, and just kind of... Yeah, see where we land. Tier list rankings of all of the characters in the Groundhog Day uh, cinematic universe. We have a big the list here. I think there's like 20 or definitive, so. Certified, definitive, certified, scientifically accurate groundhog day character ranking list tier chart as of watch 10 yes and as of so watch 10 our, our tier list is going to be from s so s tier being the best and then you have a b c d e f and then finally you have ned ryerson tier i'm not sure if anybody will end up there but um let's who knows they, they do not so uh i guess i guess we'll just uh uh, start this off and start putting them in. Who would you like to nominate first for our, our ranking here? I'd like to go in, I guess, somewhat. I'm just going I'm just going to go with the order of the IMDB one, which kind of goes from like, I don't know if they do it by appearance or what, but it's kind of like, it starts with the more important characters and by the time we're at the bottom, we're at the characters that absolutely nobody knows more the name important. of. Yeah. Somebody Are don't even have a name. that Bill the Gay Waiter is not absolutely crucial <laughs> to the Groundhog Day universe? He is a, a key character, but some people <laughs> just have to be, have to have their credit stolen from them in oh, order to help the other shine. To push their agenda and <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright. Okay, so with Phil. Phil Murray. Phil stuff. Connors, Bill Murray. All right, where are you arguing that he should be put on the tier list? I think that's complicated. Considering he's the only character in the movie with an actual arc, it's kind of hard to say because, like, at the first half of the movie, uh, and even arguably into the second half, until like the final act of the movie where everything is resolved, I'd say he's like C to D tier. Because I, I think he's creepy and weird and a jerk. 
Yeah, well, he's still kind of rapey. He still is very weird at the end of the movie. I, I, uh, 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 quote it with me if you can. I promise I won't touch you. <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna. This might be controversial. I think I'm gonna put Phil at a B tier. B tier. Overall, yeah. You know what? I will overall, not B-tier. argue with that. I, I think even play. though he goes through the character change at the end, he kind of did it in a very, very creepy <laughs> way. That's like he had to secretly stalk, keep tabs on, and like repeatedly almost harass different clone versions Straight of Rita dead. before before finally changing. Yeah, no, it is it is it is really creepy. Alright, I agree with that. Alright, who's up next? Up next we have Rita. Rita, alright. Uh where are you thinking for Rita? I think Rita is a solid A tier character. She's um really nice she's really cute and um and i I mean i will say i will say the thing that i appreciate about rita is that she's very consistent and it Mm -hmm. and it 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 doesn't feel like uh we're watching her every day in the same loop because she she just feels like there's enough dimensions there to make her always feel kind of yeah i agree whereas a lot of the fat on the stairs and like mrs lancaster they're very one note rita Mm -hmm has a lot more expression of emotion um i don't know what, what are you feeling on this i'm feeling very very much the same while she doesn't have a, an arc per se like a definitive arc and she is she is consistent it kind of she is not want to be with rapey weatherman but at end of movie she actually has decided to marry and move in with rapey weatherman who she That's met what we call a redemption uh, arc uh previous so yeah i think i think we can safely put rita b tier yeah or i think a tier because while she doesn't really change throughout the movie she feels still very fleshed out oddly enough i don't know why and she also yeah. lends kind of this feeling of familiarity and kind of uh predictability to it that kind of makes it a little more comforting all right who do we have next next we have larry larry okay Three i'm gonna say what I'm I, fucking, I fucking hate larry and I, I basically have since, like, watch three. Larry, in the first place, has, like, the same line. For, and, like, all of his lines are so... Like, the actor delivers them in the most obnoxious way possible. And whenever he's not saying prima donnas, which he says literally, like, seven times. That's in his, his main line. That's his catchphrase. And more in the script. They cut out some. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it just is like there's a line where like he shows up in this absolutely hideous sweater. It's just basically uh, uh, just an eyesore and a war crime against the hu- humankind. Um, and Phil makes a joke about him selling the Girl Scouts. And, and, yeah. Scout. and just the way he goes, oh, that's so funny, Phil. <laughs> uh, not to mention, a man literally jumps off a building and dies. And. Larry goes to go see the body and goes sarcastically, wow, he was a really great guy. I really liked him. Not to mention the entire suicide montage where he's like driving off the truck. Literally the whole time he's like, oh, this is going to be good. He literally is getting off at the idea of this dude driving off a cliff and engulfing himself in flames. Um, All right. So if we're doing like a, like a, 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 Say like a, a an alignment chart where let's say and <laughs> where let's say Rita is lawful good and lawful Ned good. is chaotic evil. 
Larry, I'd say it probably falls in like chaotic neutral. I feel like he just wants to chaotic watch the world burn. Yeah, I would agree. He with has you. that like very chaotic, but almost apathetic attitude. Where if everybody around him were to just start dying, he'd be like, oh. "Yeah, it's pretty cool." <laughs> the camera. Yeah. My ranking is more off of like how much I enjoy watching these characters. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, no, I fought. I'd put Larry, Larry towards is, the bottom. Larry's like C tier. You say C tier? I say F tier for Larry. I say C tier at best. Him. I'm thinking probably D because while he he is somewhat annoying, he doesn't have. Really I'm putting him at D. While, give me maybe a justification e. for Larry being at D. Give me one good D reason. Is that he, he kind of is. It's fun to watch him and Bill. <laughs> I mean, Phil just absolutely hate each other. Like, while, you know, the scene in the morgue could be like, wow, there is a horrible guy. And like with Bill crashing off the cliff, it's kind of like, yeah, Phil sucks. And Bro, Larry is just kind of like. To impress Nancy and then she doesn't see it. So he grabs it back and takes it from the bartender who we just recently learned the name of thanks to the IMDb chart. Yeah. Bro, that sweater he's, too. And he's like sleazy and, and kind of scummy but it's also kind of like yeah i i can understand that and i enjoy watching him and you enjoy Phil. watching Larry. you enjoy, uh, enjoy madonna stuff enjoy well i feel like he's part of kind of the the trio that is phil rita and larry and while oh, phil and rita okay. are more important i feel like larry is an important component let me hit you with a reason why he's an e-tier all right his dance moves this any scene where larry is dancing he is the and it genuinely hurts to watch he does that stupid shit with his head i are uh, okay we're are you okay with e-tier i'm okay with e-tier e-tier is okay. okay all right larry is getting e-tier i next oh, okay, I got, next I got up all right, next up we next? have ned and i'm not exactly sure what what tier he would kind of fit in but <laughs> Uh, okay, I think Ned Ryers in tier might be a little un. Well, okay, let's wait. Um, e, I feel like I gotta, the, I the kind of beauty of the Ned Ryerson tier is that it's not it doesn't really fit anywhere. <laughs> it's not underneath F, but it's not like S or above. It could be wherever yeah, kind of you decide that he is. Uh, Ned, okay, I will say this: Ned Ryerson is the most interesting character in the movie, yes. and is given. I would love to watch a spinoff of his character. Absolutely, he has my favorite performance. That being said, he is genuinely the most obnoxious guy. He's worse than Larry in terms of that, like that laugh, <laughs> and like it's me, Ned Ryerson. The way he <laughs> delivers that is so grating, uh, and. Being it is like my favorite scene is him getting punched in the face. I'm really not sure yeah. how to feel about this one. Well, with Ned, I feel like I feel like there are multiple layers to it. Like his actor did a great job at making us hate him, and like he's definitely very hateable. But it's also kind of fun to watch him annoy the crap out of Phil, who is also almost equally as hateable. Person. Yeah, and so it kind of adds that kind of while Phil is like a stuck up jerk. Ned is just like this crazy zany evil. Yeah. And I enjoy it watching him. I don't think the movie would be the same at all without no, him. He's no, a very he's important very... component of the of the story. So I would like to make the argument, um, for no reason in particular other than it still like the right placement, that maybe Ned Ryerson is a Ned Ryerson tier character. I think I think definitely... I can 
I think I can agree with you on that one. I think he definitely fits that bill. Um, I don't know why, but it just kind of feels that, right. Hear me out, hear me out. He fits that Bill Murray. <laughs> What's the next character? <laughs> next, we have Buster. Buster, Buster Green. Green. Alright, what do you think of Buster Green? Besides him I... being in charge of a groundhog sex trafficking ring. <laughs> I don't... I'm not a fan of Buster. The, no. the the speech at the auction and the way he is <laughs> at the Groundhog Festival, I kind of get really creepy vibes from him. I don't know why. <laughs> Dude, he has an, bro, I just realized he literally has an affinity for human trafficking. So what do you think he thinks about groundhogs? Like he literally is like, I'm going to sell these men. You can do whatever you want with them. I don't want to know about it as long as it's legal. What do you think this dude does to groundhogs? I'm just saying. I don't know why. Larry has been a newsman for a long time. He has a sense for or, or a reporter or a camera guy for a long time. He he's seen this kind of thing before. If Larry has a feeling that Buster may or may not be having some sort of sexual exploits involving groundhog, I'm I'm just I'm inclined to believe Larry. I feel like from the first time I saw him at the Groundhog Festival, I felt like he was some kind of like cult leader. He had those yeah. vibes like reading the scroll and pulling out the groundhog and doing all that. It felt like I mean, obviously, the groundhog is the one in charge, but Buster Green felt like he was almost like the herald for the chaotic yeah. groundhog well, being. In the tarot card episode that we're going to do at some point here, where they walk through, he is the literal definition of like the high priest. So, mm, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he fits in perfectly with that. And like, I will say, he kind of makes me think, you know, Lotso from Toy Story 3? Hmm. He's kind of like a Midwestern evil Lotso, sort of. Well, like, he seems like he would be the really obvious twist villain. You know what I mean? Like, if Buster yeah. all of a sudden, like, pulled a gun. See, that's the thing, too. Like, Buster immediately, when uh, the groundhog stuff is going down, when Phil's in the truck, he immediately is like, if you're going to shoot him, aim high. Like, no <laughs> hesitation. Now, boys. There's no other way out. Oh my, not, oh my god, let's stop this guy from killing himself and our town's prized possession and destroy my vehicle. Straight up, shoot him in the head, is yeah. what Buster Green said. Also, I, one thing, I know this isn't the point of the episode, but in that scene, um, the, the groundhog, they put the groundhog in the cage in the back of the truck, and then Phil gets in, starts driving. All of a sudden, the groundhog is in the front of the truck with him, and they know somehow that the, the groundhog is in the front of the truck with him, and they know that they have him on the steering wheel in front of Bill Murray. How? How does he know that? This is t well, I think they're well aware of Punk's Tony Phil's magical capabilities and his poss possibly not willing out teleportation. Yeah. And they might have just seen him through the window. But I, I don't know. I, I just I find it really funny how quickly Buster Green is like, no, just shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head. And this Dude. is Punxsutawney. They don't have to shoot people often, but if if it was <laughs> Buster who had the gun, he would just be blasting away. Okay, so what tier is our our F tier character? I'm 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 gonna say he's probably F. F? You'll put him in F. Oh, Although he does kind of have, he does kind of have some intriguing qualities. He does. But I put, okay, I still put him F. Because I feel like you can't put the problem is I feel like you can't put Larry and Buster at the same. So the maybe same you put Larry at D then, and then like I'm willing to promote uh, Larry. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Larry is still E tier. So maybe put maybe put Buster 
in E but below Larry. Larry okay. is the high E and Buster is the low E. Like more on I like the, the F side. Like if we ha- if like Larry is like an E plus, which is just below a D minus, then Buster is like an E minus, which is like just below an F plus. Yeah, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. Okay, uh you wanna do Gus and Ralph next? You wanna do Gus and Ralph? Are we still doing okay? Well I guess we can still keep going in order. Alright. Next we have Nancy. And All now right. I have some strong feelings about this character. I feel like they they did her they did her dirty. I mean <laughs> she was just uh trying to have a good groundhog day and then Phil comes along and like manipulates her into him with him. And it's just really creepy. I feel like he did her dirty and it's doesn't sit right with me i feel like nancy deserved better yeah i will say i kind of question nancy's intelligence for many reasons yeah well i don't think she's dumb i think she's just kind of like first of all if some random because bill murray is a weird looking guy if bill murray like i was sitting down and bill murray popped up behind me he's like what's your name what school did you go to who was your english teacher and then he just walks out not to mention I mean, the chipmunk noises. Can you think imagine about like small town stuff? People aren't like distrusting yeah, people. I guess, but I will say, um, the reason why I'm I'm hesitant from giving her any praise, those chipmunk noises that she makes that, that Bill Murray mentions whenever she gets real excited. Hey, hey, um, that's not her fault, okay. I will Can't say judge. that is very irritating. And if you ever whenever you're watching this scene between uh, her and Bill, where he accidentally calls her Rita. Um, the noises are very irritating. And another mark against her is she is perfectly willing to marry this guy who she's actually never met, but but does not remember and thinks she knew in high school, but but doesn't remember. Um, and not only that, he calls her the wrong name twice, and both times she's like, I'm actually Nancy. And That's she has true. no problems with it whatsoever. What are you thinking for Nancy? I'm thinking like... C. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. C, maybe, maybe uh, D. We'll do like a mid to low C. I think is fitting because she's not as right. relevant to the story. But I feel like they. I feel like she's a very she's a complex character. Yes, many dimensions. All right, who do many we have next? Next up, we got Mrs. Lancaster. Oh, Mrs. Lancaster. All right, what do you think of Mrs. Lancaster? I personally think that Mrs. Lancaster is like part of the whole scheme. Yeah. And so that kind of gives her, it kind of lowers her on my tier because otherwise she would kind of just be like a clumsy old lady that's kind of like, haha, classic. Mrs. Uh-huh, Lancaster. I just stole my poster. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> really funny. Also, Mostly, you know what's hilarious and also kind of creepy is that as soon as the power flickers, the tiny bitch is like, oh, shoot, somebody killed themselves again. <laughs> it's like she knows right away. She knows the drill. That's happened before. You know that she's had a few toaster baths. <laughs> now, Mrs. Lancaster, I will say um, she is very lovely on the surface, but I do believe there's something insidious going on below the surface. Oh, yeah. She's like Emperor Palpatine. Like, lovely old yeah, man, well, she but feels also like... evil Sith Lord. Yeah, uh, so we're in agreement then that 
Mrs. Lancaster is actually uh, Darth Sidious from Star yes. Wars. I can I can get on board with that. <laughs> I like to think there's a world where like Phil figures it all out and then she just starts electrocuting <laughs> him from her fingertips. Uh, I feel like that would be very in line with her character though i could see yeah, her doing she, that she has no qualms about death by electrocution <laughs> so, all right what are you thinking for her d what do you think i feel like i've been i've been kind of making the choices here i don't want to give you a chance to make your well no, no i've been i've been i've been, I've been kind of driving it and then you've been kind of driving it at the same time i feel like it's a double drive i feel like this is like one of those like student driver vehicles where there's two steering wheels you is that I mean? i'm pretty sure that was just in the cat in the hat movie <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. You seem to have more strong feelings about her than, than I do. And I also got Larry and E when you wanted in D. So I'm willing to, to you have you, you I think you feel much stronger about her. I know you have kind of an affinity for elderly women. Um, um in that you fantasize about them romantically. So I would like to pass it off to you. Alright. I want I'm gonna put her in solid D. D, I was actually thinking the same thing, and you did not object to me suggesting that you do have an affinity for for the 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 elderly. So do with that what you will, dear audience. Uh, who's next? Next up, we have Gus and Ralph, and I feel like we should rank them. I feel like they're definitely going in the same tier, no matter yes. what. Like they're kind of like two halves of the same pie. All right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it. I love Gus and Ralph. Okay, I do too. Like Gus and Ralph are super friendly. They're super dumb, um, but they're very charismatic. I would. I don't think there's even too much to say. They're just Ralph. He just likes some flapjacks. And yeah, he just Gus, wants some they're flapjacks. Literally just, look, Gus. He he wishes he stayed in the Navy because he could have retired and gotten half pay. He and, served and, the country. He was he he's a veteran. We have to respect him. And respect even better Gus. than that, Ralph likes flapjacks. Like yeah. You also, have, the, the bit in the bowling alley where he's like, I think you was a half glass, half empty kind of guy. Am I right? And then Bill, Phil just completely ignores him. And it's like, what would you do if nothing you did matter? I feel like they, he ignored Gus's deep philosophical introspection yeah. into Phil's psyche. And I, I think for that yeah. reason, we need to give Gus a little more intellectual credit. Absolutely. Well, Gus also uh, does protest the idea of driving on the railroad tracks. He does. And I think it's smart. Something I appreciate about Gus is what a great friend he is because Ralph is clearly at the point where he cannot drive. Um, and mm-hmm. Gus says, friends don't let friends drive. Now, he Gus is, is also driving on his mind. Yeah, but true. But he's less drunk. He's still a very, he's a principled guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what do you think of Gus? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, like A. Yeah. A, yeah. A for sure. Yeah. Gus and Ralph. I don't think there's together. anything not to like about them. No, they're they're very likable. They're very dumb, but I I I I personally really like Gus and Ralph. Not to mention the in the deleted scene there, they're they're at the bowling alley a lot, so they're like big bowlers and I I do like bowling, so I will give mm. them that. Alright, hit me with who's next. Next we got Doris the Waitress. How do you feel about Doris, Doris? the Waitress? Well, the thing about Doris is that um, we don't know a whole lot about her. We do know that she wants to see France before she dies. She wants to see Paris, yeah, before she dies. Um, And her brother owns the diner. Um, I will say that Doris is somebody who seems like very friendly and a really great waitress. 
I feel uh, like I've known some Doris. I really enjoy. Yeah, me too. I she kind of you know who I'm talking about. Doris kind of makes me think of Belinda in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I was gonna say actually. Yeah, and and the thing about Doris also, I really like her line delivery when Phil is going on to talk about how he's an immortal mm-hmm. god, and she goes like, "The special day is blueberry back. waffles." That's hilarious. That's a great it line. Is. That's a um, hilarious I, line. I'm honestly, what do you think about Doris at like B tier? She's no gusser Ralph. I don't but... think she. No, she's definitely not a gusser Ralph, and she's not like as unlikable as Phil. Although we have to kind of put we have to kind of put him at B because he's the character in the movie and does sides of Phil. Like, and yeah. Phil is the funniest character in the movie he, yeah. he has a lot of like the, the Phil Connors line that I think Bill Murray delivers the best is when Ned Ryerson is first harassing him on the first day and he goes I'd love to stay here and talk with you Ned but I'm not going to and he just keeps walking <laughs> savage also one of my favorite lines I feel like it's on almost on par with the Steve Buscemi line from Spy Kids Two is is when <laughs> oh, Phil is in the diner and he's like, yeah, maybe and he's the like, real god, maybe yeah, the uh, uh, maybe the real god's not an omnipotent. He's just been around so long, he knows everything. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is a really great quote that feels very out of place. <laughs> not quite as out of place as Steve Buscemi's. Um, uh, how does Steve Buscemi say it? What's maybe God stays in heaven. Because he too fears what he created. <laughs> yeah, all right. I think I think I like Doris at, at B tier. All right, hit me with the next character. Next character, we got Anchor Woman. <laughs> yeah. Now, Anchor Woman is a classic. Um, she appears in the first like minute of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you feel about Anchor Woman? I think that she definitely appears in the first minute of the movie. I think upon, that's a fact. I think that's undebatable. On far closer examination, she is actually in the first minute of it, right? She she is. As according to IMDB, she is a character in this movie. I think I think D tier. She doesn't really I think a D tier. I like that she neutral. I would have liked you know? to see maybe her feud with Phil a little bit more, because we kinda get the feeling that there's a lot of tension between them. <laughs> And I, oh yeah, I like especially that. um, what's his name? The news guy that wants nothing else in life. His one goal from the moment he was born was to host the five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's news. our next character, <laughs> Phil's assistant Kenny. Kenny, all right, Kenny. I'm gonna say, I was gonna say right off the bat, Kenny's a B for me. I like Kenny. I li- I was gonna say like B or C as well. I feel like Kenny is getting he if they people yeah. the, you're sleep we're sleeping on Kenny. We're we're yeah. missing note on him. We're not paying him the right attention. I look. I'm a sucker for a good story, and any good story has a great character with a well-defined want and need, hmm. um, and the conflict and as well. You gotta have the want, the need, and the prevention of that need. That the character has to overcome. Yeah, I I did hear there was a sequel in the works that got scrapped. Um, because really? They figured out that Christopher Knowles was actually wearing Harold Ramis's skin, and he got sent to prison. <sighs> It was a whole big S- thing. Like, I think C. He doesn't have enough to like. Like I, I feel I like you C. can't argue putting him on the same level as Doris. But I would watch like an Office style show about, <laughs> about the news Kenny. station after Phil gets back. Like him oh, yeah. working at the news station with Rita and Larry and Kenny and Anchorwoman. Yeah, that would actually be a really good time. All right, who do we have next? Next up, we got Man in Hallway. 
All right, I will say right now, man in the hallway, um, he has a very contagious smile. However, he is really annoying and has no ability to read social cues. I think he gives a very, very convincing performance as being a man who is, um, in maybe a me- metaphorical sense, more than anything, in a hallway. <laughs> I will say, I've lived in a small town, not a hallway, but a small town that does contain many hallways. And I think in a small town, in any given hallway, you could very easily run into a man much like a uh, man in hallway. Um, and... It is a very good feel-good moment at the end of the film when when uh, Bill Murray, he asks Bill Murray if he thinks it's going to be in early spring, and he goes like, Winter slumbering in the, op- in the open air uh, offers a dream of spring. The smile on his face does kind of make me happy, you know? Like, he just yeah. made uh, Hallway Guy's day. He made Hallway Guy's uh, day. Yeah, that being said, I have known a lot of Hallway Guys in my life, and they're really annoying. Like, yeah. dude. He is the definition of somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Wow. I feel like he writes Garfield comics in his spare time. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Headcanon. Hallway guy. (laughs) Garfield comics. (laughs) He actually has a fursuit, but he can't fit into it. So (laughs) from his younger days. He's secretly uh, Buster Green's main client <laughs> as far as Groundhog Services. <laughs> All right. Hallway oh, guy, what are you thinking? For hallway guy, I'm thinking like CD. CD, yeah. I'm kind of. Be- well, I was ho- I was between C and D, but I was hoping you'd give me one because I, I just, I don't know if. I- yeah, I feel like. Hmm. Let's go with, I think, with D because while. The represent the use of a hallway for the symbolism of kind of the long journey of life, and more specifically, the long journey that Phil has to go through that has many doors, many offshoots of the same long um, kind of stretch of possibility. Um, Yeah, and and the fact that he kind of greets Phil every day is very, very nice, but I feel like that doesn't quite put him up with Nancy and Kenny. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, this is Future Brad here. I uh, am currently editing this right now, and I'm just coming to the realization that this episode is like like two, two times as long as we're kind of gunning for. So I'm going to split this episode up into two in case you're wondering why this is getting interrupted and ending so jarringly. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to cut this into two um, if you want to hear the rest of the character rankings which i highly recommend this is my favorite episode that we've done so far uh go check out uh tomorrow's episode this has been groundhog month the uh philosophically minded podcast exploring the cyclic nature of time and human mortality through repeated viewings of a bill murray movie i'm bradford sonnenberg take it easy campers